Welcome, sports fans. You have entered the man cave of the one and only Fan Man, broadcasting from his lazy boy recliner somewhere in the Vale of Paradise known as Valparaiso, Indiana. Sports fans, welcome to the Fan Man Podcast. You can catch the Fan Man Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and most other platforms. And I've just found out through my uh, analytics that most people listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Almost half the people listen to us on Apple Podcasts. So thank you again for listening to the Fan Man Podcast. This week's episode, we're going to talk about the wild card Weekend playoffs, right? It's extending Saturday, Sunday, and this time we're even going to have a Monday night um, wild card game. So pretty exciting stuff. And uh, I'm going to go through each game and give you my prediction for each game, right? And then after this, we'll follow it up uh, next week and narrow this thing down until we get all the way to the Super Bowl. Uh, going to go through all the games and uh, go through, um, you know, break it all down here. So let's let's start. Let's start with the first game, and the first game we're going to talk about is the game um, between... We're, we're going to start with the NFC, right? So let's go with the seven-seed Philadelphia Eagles at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and this game is Sunday, 1 o'clock Eastern on the Fox Network, right? All right, so let's talk a little bit first about the Eagles, First of all, I want to say this about the Eagles, right? Let's let's give the Eagles a big round of applause and a shout out for their effort to get in the playoffs this season. I, I'm not sure anybody really had this team in the uh, playoffs. They had a first-year coach in Jalen Hurts uh, who was handed the reins, and they make the playoffs. And now they draw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? In order to have a chance against the the Buccaneers, the Eagles, you know, are going to need their offensive line to control this game. They're going to have to work the clock. And like I've said a million times, um, you got to keep Tom Brady off the field, right? So the Eagles really need, you know, the offensive line to be clicking and they need the running game and they need Jalen Hurts to do a little bit of running too, right? Philadelphia ran for more yards than anyone because of its outstanding offensive line. And um, that's what they need to do on uh, Sunday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Eagles want to use the run game, you know, and the run pass option, I think is key. You know, get Jalen Hurts doing the uh, the run pass option stuff. And this way that'll leave them with some choices on what to do offensively. The Eagles offensive line is great. Keeping Hurts on his feet because, you know, he takes forever to throw the ball. He really does because he's always trying to, you know, he's looking for the receivers and he knows he's pretty confident about his escapability and his run ability. So he, he takes forever to throw the ball, but that puts a lot of pressure on the offensive line. Let's talk about the Bucks a little bit, right? The Bucks, you know, we all know the Bucks defense can stop the run. And we also know the Bucks defense, you know, can get after the quarterback. However, their secondary is hurting and not playing as well as it did last year. You know, that's the, kind of their Achilles heel this year a little bit. If the Eagles can hold up in protection, you know, the offensive line can give Hurts protection. Hurts has a great chance, you know, to attack down the field, especially with uh, 
Smith, you know, Heisman Trophy winner last year for Alabama. Now the Bucks this year, you know, they've been great, great at home. And of course the Bucks have Tom Brady. But the Bucks also have a multiple amount of all pro offensive linemen. And then there is Gronkowski, right? What a combination, Tom Brady to the Gronk. The Bucks also have Mike Evans at receiver. The Bucks defensive line and linebacker Corp is one of the best in the league. The Bucks, you know, really, you know, we all know this. The Bucks are the better team. So let's look at some of the stats heading into this game. You've got Tampa Bay is second in, in the National Football League in points scored. Second in total yards. First in passing yards. But what's interesting is that Philadelphia is first in rushing yards and Tampa Bay is 26th. And, you know, third down conversion, pretty close. But, you know, Tampa Bay is second in the league. Philadelphia is fourth in the league on converting on third down. And um, so what's important there is what I said earlier, is that Philadelphia somehow has to control the line of scrimmage keep Tom Brady off the field, and have a good pacing game. And that's kind of what they did, I thought, when they played uh, when they played Tom Brady in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, is that they really control the pace of the offense. And uh, I think that's important. I think time of possession is going to be key in this game. Uh, Tampa Bay was 19th in the league in time of possession, but the Eagles were 22nd, so they're close there. But I think that is the key for for uh, Philadelphia. Now, it's easier said than done because the Buccaneers have a good defense. In fact, the, the Buccaneers are fifth in points against, and um, Philadelphia is 80, 18th in points against. Total yards, uh, give up, giving up total yards, they're pretty close. Pretty close uh, giving up passing yards, um, and pretty close uh, giving up rushing yards, too. But, you know, Tampa Bay's... Uh, Tampa Bay can really, though, defend against the rush. They're third in the league, while um, Philadelphia is second in the league. Well, I'm sorry, Philadelphia is ninth in the league. Weather will not be a factor in this game. You know, in Tampa, expecting scattered showers with the high of 66 degrees and a low of 56, 45% chance of rain. But, um, you know, maybe that helps. Maybe that helps... Um, Maybe that helps uh, Tampa Bay a little bit, too, if Philly can, uh, you know, run the ball because of the rain so successfully. And maybe, you know, it's one of these games where, you know, Tampa Bay makes a couple of big plays. But this game, I think, is going to be a little closer than what people think. But I'm picking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to beat the Eagles 28-17. to All right, so let's talk about another NFC matchup. And I'm going to talk now about the number six seed at San Francisco 49ers at the number three seed Dallas Cowboys. This game will be at AT&T Stadium, 4.30 on CBS on Sunday. Um, all right, let's get into this one. In week 17, the San Francisco 49ers got down 17 to nothing in Los Angeles against the Rams before coming back in dramatic fashion to win in overtime. 27 to 24. San Francisco needed a long drive in the final two minutes with no timeouts just to tie the game. 
and Jimmy G got it done for San Francisco. Now, in this game, the 49ers, you know, are going to need to control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball and impose their will. And, they, and they're capable of doing it. Even against Dallas, they're capable of doing that. In Week 17, the San Francisco 49ers hit Matty Stafford all day long. You know, and then until the two-minute drive, Jimmy G wasn't needed too much. And that is exactly how this wild card game needs to go, you know, where they're winning the game, they're winning the game on the line of scrimmage, and then maybe Jimmy G does a couple good things uh, at you know at some point in the game to put them over the top. He executes on a big, on a few big plays for San Francisco. The Cowboys, you know, have a strong offensive line led by Zach Martin and a solid pass rush. Um, you know, Demarcus Lawrence they've got, and you know, of course, the phenom uh, Micah Parsons is is sacking the quarterback too. Randy Gregory is pretty active. So the Cowboys have a pretty strong pass rush. Those elements in that pass rush must be neutralized by San Francisco. So Jimmy G, you know, doesn't need to go at, go out it alone, right? So you you don't want to, you know, Jimmy G's not going to win this game on his own. Now on the other side of the ball, the Cowboys, you know, if you're looking from you're looking at it the Cowboys way, they need to pressure Jimmy G all game and force him into multiple turnovers to limit his scoring opportunities uh, for San Francisco. And we know the Cowboys, you know, they've been making hay all season with the turnovers, with all their turnovers that they, they are creating on defense. The Cowboys should get Dak Prescott, you know, to pass the ball all over the field. It seems like when Dak is hitting multiple receivers, if he's hitting Cooper, if he's hitting uh, Wilson, if he's hitting Lamb, if he's hitting Schultz, uh, anybody else, if the ball's moving around, if he's if everybody's catching passes, it just seems like Prescott's better, and that's what the Cowboys need to do, um, you know. And and when they're passing the ball, it makes that offensive line and it makes the running game even that much better, right? But the Cowboys need, you know, on defense, they need to put uh, Samuel on the ground. Um, Debo Samuel is really the key to this game for San Francisco. The Cowboys need to stop him. They need need to focus their energy, you know, all day long, just following Samuel all over the field. You know, if they really do that, I don't think San Francisco has a chance in this game. And I know a lot of people are jumping on the San Francisco bandwagon in this game that, hey, you know, they're pretty tough. And a lot of people haven't seen them play. And I know they're tough. And it's going to be a close game. It's just always going to be a close game in the playoffs when when Dallas is in the playoffs, right? But I think they're going to squeak this one out. Um, but, you know, it will be close. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, the Cowboys are going to, going to squeak this one out 23-20. Uh, to 20. I think as, you know, as good as you can say the defense is for San Francisco, I think the Cowboys are going to put points on the board. You know, their first in the National Football League at putting points on the board, averaging 31.2 points a game. Total yards, Cowboys average 416 yards a game, which is first in the NFL. Passing yards, Dallas is third in the NFL. Um, rushing yards is pretty close. Dallas is um, ninth, San Francisco seventh. Um, third down conversion, pretty close again. Dallas is 11th. 
in the in the in the National Football League and San Francisco is 14th. So, you know, Dallas does have a better offense, right? On defense, um, points allowed is pretty close. They both average giving up 21 points a game. But the big difference here is total yards. San Francisco doesn't give up a lot of big plays on defense. They're third in the league on total yards and defense while the Cowboys are 19th. And passing yards in particular, San Francisco is sixth in the league. Pass, passing yards against, they're sixth. The Cowboys are 20th. Um, and rushing yards against, San Francisco is seventh. The Cowboys are 16th. So this is why a lot of people think that San Francisco has a real chance and a real, you know, a lot of people are picking San Francisco to win the game. Um, and it's because of San Francisco's defense. Um, Dallas has, you know, obviously if you look at their schedule and you look and see who they lost to, they lost to um, some pretty good teams, right? They've had some difficulty beating the top teams in the league. And I think that's what's putting some of the money on San Francisco in this game. But I still like those Cowboys, and I got them 23-20 to 20 beating San Francisco. Okay, so the next game we're going to talk about is the number five-seeded Arizona Cardinals at the number four-seeded Los Angeles Rams. What's interesting about this game is that it's on a Monday night. It's at 8.15 Eastern on ESPN, ABC, and ESPN+. Plus. And we all know Green Bay's not playing this week. They have a bye. This game, this is really one of the toughest games to call here. Uh, last week, the Rams were up 17 to nothing on the 49ers, only to lose in overtime. The Cardinals finished 3-7 and seven in their last uh, eight after starting 7-0. and oh. So um, Cardinals are not playing their best football right now. Rams quarterback Matt Stafford continues to lob long passes down the field. Uh, but into double and triple coverage. The Rams' running game is inconsistent because of their offensive line, which is inconsistent. The Rams' defense has the pieces, but they're also inconsistent at times. With all the named players they have, they're still inconsistent on defense. The Rams are 2-5 and five against playoff teams this season, including two losses to the 49ers and uh, a split that you know they had with the Cardinals. Now, as for the Cardinals, they've lost four of their last uh, five games, won that game against Dallas, but won only three games after a 7-0 start. Their offense has slowed down, and Kingsbury has just not made the adjustments needed. Kyler Murray has not played as well since his ankle injury more than a month ago, and the Cardinals' offense put up only 305 yards against the Seahawks in a game that, you know, they could have won the division. Seattle was able to rush for more than 200 yards in that game. Now, hopefully for Arizona, J.J. Watt can return to help the rushing defense, which turned into one of the worst units after he got injured. But it's going to be hard for J.J. Watt, you know, to come back after the injury and expect J.J. Watt to play like he used to play for the you know Houston Texans. Looking at the stats, points scored, Rams score 27, Arizona scores 26. Total yards, Arizona's sixth in the NFL, the Rams are ninth in the NFL. Passing yards, 
Rams are fifth in the NFL. Arizona's eighth in the NFL. Pretty close stuff there. Rushing yards, though. Arizona rushes the ball better. They're 10th in the NFL, while the Rams are 25th in the NFL. So there's a big difference there that Arizona has a running game. And, you know, you got to add in those yards in there by uh, Murray, too, in that running game. Third down conversion rates are close. Arizona's fifth in the NFL, while um, the Rams are seventh. And uh, time of possession is, is, you know, not as close as it should be. The Rams are 26th in the league in time of possession, while Arizona is seventh. So look for the Rams' uh, defense to be on the field a little bit longer than they probably want to be. Now, points allowed on defense, real close. Both giving up 21 points a game on defense. Total yards uh, against Arizona's 11th in the league. The Rams 17th. Passing yards against Arizona is 7th in the league. And the Rams are 22nd in the league. And then rushing yards against the Rams are 6th in the league. And um, Arizona is 20th in the league. So, you know... That that should be that should be something to see if Arizona's gonna be able to run as well on the Rams. So what is my pick here? Right? Both teams, you know, were playing better football, I think, at certain points of the season other than now. Right? So what's my pick here? I'm gonna go with the Rams. I'm gonna go with the Rams. I think they got the better coach. I think they have more game records. Let's face it, Cooper Cup. You know, if, if Stafford hits them, Cooper Cup's going to catch everything thrown at him. You got Aaron Donald on D with Von Miller and Jalen Ramsey. Those three guys, I think, really have the capabilities of taking this game over. And I think they are. I think they are in this game. The Cardinals will continue to be that inconsistent team that's really been haunting them late in the season. So give me the Rams. I'm going to take the Rams big in this one. I'm going to go Rams 31 Arizona 14. Okay, so let's move over now to the good old AFC. And it really is truly amazing to see the Pittsburgh Steelers back in the playoff. And Ben Roethlisberger, say what you want about the guy. He's old. He's out of shape. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever you want to say about him. But guess what? He's in the playoffs. There's a whole bunch of other quarterbacks that are not in the playoffs. And he is in the playoffs. And Pittsburgh is the number seven seed. Drew a tough one here at Kansas City. And this is Sunday, Sunday night, 8.15 Eastern time on NBC. You know, the Steelers, what can you say about the Steelers, right? They're always tough on defense. And again, they're tough on defense. And they're in the playoffs. But really by default. How bad of a collapse was that for the Indianapolis Colts? I'm not so sure I've seen a collapse like this in recent memory. They had two weeks in a row to win and get in the playoffs. They couldn't get it done. And then they went and lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars of all teams and really get dominated, you know, dominated by, um, by Jacksonville. Crazy. Now, what are the Steelers... You know, what can the Steelers do in this game? Well, one thing they're going to need to do is force Patrick Mahomes into mistakes and get uh, the Chiefs to turn over, you know, turn over, turn over the ball on offense. And that's easier said than done, right? I mean, I can say this is what you got to do. You got to stop Mahomes, make, make him make mistakes, make 
make the Chiefs turn over the ball. Yeah, okay, we know all of that stuff, right? But is it going to happen, you know? These teams played a little less than a month ago, and the Chiefs won 36-10. to um, You know, but the game was not, it was, that score, you know, could have been 50-10, to 10, really. The Steelers are going to need the other Watt, TJ Watt, to have a big game and get to Mahomes. But again, easier said than done, right? The Steelers also need their secondary to kind of confuse Mahomes and make him throw into tight coverages. You know, that's really only the only path for Pittsburgh in this game, for them to win this game, right? And what do the Chiefs need to do? Really what the Chiefs need to do is forget about who they're playing. It really doesn't matter who they're playing. The Chiefs just need to play their game, you know, their, play to their abilities, right? The Chiefs will have to stop self, self, stop, stop the self-inflicting wounds. That's what I'm trying to say here. And stop the bad penalties and turnovers. This is what's been haunting this team, a lot of it, right? In the beginning of the season, they didn't play defense, but the defense started to play better. But, you know, they're still... They still kind of have those self-inflicted wounds, and they can't do it in this one. They're at home on a Sunday night, you know. This should be pretty easy. It should be pretty easy for them. But with all that said about the Chiefs, you know, a little bit, you know, inconsistent here or there and what they're doing. Defense in the beginning of the season, not that great, you know. But they won 12 games. And if they can just get out of their way, own way, right, they're probably going to go back to the Super Bowl. And when you look at some of these some of these important stats, it's just a mismatch in favor of Kansas City. Kansas City, I think, is a 13-point favorite, but Kansas City in points scored fourth in the league, Pittsburgh 21st. Total yards, Kansas City third, Pittsburgh 25. Passing yards, Kansas City fourth, Pittsburgh 15th. Rushing yards, Kansas City 16th, but Pittsburgh 29th. Third down conversion, which is really a key stat here. Kansas City is first in the National Football League on converting on third downs. And guess why? They got Patrick Mahomes, right? Pittsburgh is 18th in the league. So you see the mismatch there heading into this. And um, that's why I say, you know, Kansas City has to play their game. If Kansas City plays their game, they, they, they don't lose the game. On defense, Kansas City points allowed. You know, we talked about how bad the defense kind of was at the beginning of the season, but they ended up eighth in points allowed while Pittsburgh was 20th. Total yards against, pretty close, 27 for uh, to 27th in the league, Kansas City, Pittsburgh 24th in the league. And this is a big stat here. This is what you want to hang your hat on if you're Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh passing yards against is ninth in the league while Kansas City is 27th. So uh, that's why I said they got to kind of force they got to try to force Mahomes into taking some risks in this game if they can do it. That's really what, that's really what they need to do if, if they want to win this game. And rushing yards against Pittsburgh is 32nd in the league, while Kansas City is 21st. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of team we're, uh, what kind of offense we're going to get for, from Kansas City. Are we going to get more run, more pass? Will it be balanced? You know, I know uh, Andy likes to throw the ball over there all the time, like 60 to 40 in favor of the pass. Um, but the run, the run could be real important here for Kansas City if they get the running game going. Um, this game won't be close. 
I'm pretty confident with this one. I got the Chiefs winning big, 35 to 10. Okay, this next game though, this next game may be the best game of uh, the weekend. And I'm talking about number six seeded, the New England Patriots with, with uh, Bill Belichick. No Tom Brady. But that's okay. That's okay because Mac Jones is playing all right. It's really not okay, right? What am I kidding myself? But Mac Jones is playing and he's playing good. At number three seeded, the Buffalo Bills. Will the Buffalo Bills be circling the wagons? Here you go. Boomer. That was for Boomer. Okay, this is the third time New England and Buffalo are going to be playing this year. And it's going to be a great matchup again. The Patriots need to make a make a you know presence on defense and make it really tough for Josh Allen to get going and force him into errors to keep the game close. And Josh Allen, you know, I like Josh Allen, but man, sometimes he's a riverboat gambler more than I've ever seen, you know. He's done some crazy things out there. Some of it works, some of it doesn't. But that's what New England has to do. Make him do some crazy things on offense. And the, you know, the Bills lost to um the Bills lost to New England in Buffalo. And that was the game I think Mac Jones threw three balls. The weather was bad and all of that. But the Bills recently beat the Patriots in New England, which is kind of funny. They won on the road, both teams. In the Bills' recent win over the Patriots, Allen did not have any issues, you know, forcing bad passes. In fact, Allen made some great throws to help the Bills win that game. But, you know, this is it, man. The New England's got to get a rush on Allen. It's that simple. That need, that's what needs to happen for New England. See, I, I'm convinced that New England has a type of offense and with Belichick and, uh, you know, what they can do on offense. They're gonna, they'll score enough points to win the game if they could clamp down on Josh Allen. That's the whole thing. Getting after Josh Allen. That's the, that's the theme of this one. The Patriots' offense, you know, is not built for high-scoring games. But again, if the D can hold down Allen, the offense will do enough to win the game. On the other side, the Bills' defense is downright nasty. It's been nasty for a while. Even with losing Tredavious White at corner, the Bills ended up second in the NFL in pass defense efficiency. If the Bills' defense can disrupt the Patriots' passing attack and take away options from Mac Jones, you know, I think the Bills can earn the upper hand. Right. And I think it's important in this game, too. You know, it's in Buffalo. I think it's important for Buffalo to come out, come out quick. You know, take take charge early, get a you know, get the score first, get ahead in the game. And I and I think that's what you want to do if you're Buffalo. The Bills defense, you know, needs to take command early. Um, and I think that'll give more confidence to Allen to play turnover free a little bit, too. I think this is going to be a great game. I mean, the stats just show it out to points scored. You got Buffalo, 28 points a game, third in the league. New England, 27.2 points, sixth in the league. Total yards, pretty close. Buffalo, seventh in the league with 391 yards. New England, 367. They're 15th in the league. Passing yards, Buffalo's 10th in the league. New England's 14th in the league. Rushing yards, uh, Buffalo's sixth in the league. New England's eighth in the league. Third down efficiency, right? And that's really important, and especially wild card playoff time. Real important here. Buffalo, this might be the difference in the game too. Buffalo, third in the league 
at 45.9%. New England, 10th in the league, 43.5%. So time of possession Buffalo, favors Buffalo, 31, point, 31 minutes. New England, 30 minutes, right? So favors Buffalo just a little there. On defense, the stats are close. Points allowed. Wow, real close. And this is what's great. That's why this is going to be, this could be a, just another, def, this could just be another Another defensive showdown, I guess, like the first game in a way. I mean, points allowed. Buffalo gives up 17. New England gives up 17. Um, total yards, Buffalo's first in the league. New England's fourth. Passing yards, Buffalo's first. New England's second. So, you know, rushing yards, you got 13th in the league, Buffalo. And um, New England's 22nd. So there's some, dis- there's some uh, distance there. With Buffalo, Buffalo overall overall has a better defense. I think there'll be a little bit more scoring that some people would, may think that's going to happen because I think there's going to be some fluky big plays along the way. May even get a trick play. Look for both of these teams to have a trick play. You know, we might have like a fake punt in this one or something. I think somewhere along here there's going to be a fake a fake a fake play, a freak play, a gadget play, a flea flicker, something right, but. Buffalo's at home. It's playoff time. It's Buffalo, 28-17. to 17. And that takes us to the last game we're going to talk about here on Wild Card Weekend. And um, we're not going to talk about Tennessee because they got a bye week. But we are going to talk about the Las Vegas Raiders. Fifth seed versus the Cincinnati Bengals, who are at home as a fourth seed. And this one's Saturday at 4.30 on NBC, right? So the Raiders, right? What a job the Raiders did here, man, with their coaching staff and everything else. You know, this they ended up losing Gruden with all the nonsense that went on there. And, you know, with Gruden, the comments, the emails, all that stuff, whatever. So that, that was going on, you know, changed course there with the coach. And the Raiders have won four in a row now to get into the playoffs, including wins at Indianapolis and the Wild final game of the regular season against the, I don't want to say San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers. And they have earned their ticket into the playoffs. The Las Vegas Raiders. Yep. The Raiders need, you know, another good effort here, though, to beat Cincinnati. They're going to need to force some passes and disrupt the Cincinnati timing of this offense with Joe Burrow. You know, Derek Carr, you know, has to play a great game. He's been he's been pretty solid, you know. I mean, Derek Carr, if you look at his numbers, he had a solid season. You know, one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Vegas' offense struggled to score for nearly two months, but has come alive the last two weekends. And this little guy, Hunter Renfro, has been amazing. And adding Darren Waller back into the lineup at tight end is going to help too. But... Derek Carr has got to be the dude, man. He's got to be the dude for the Raiders to win this game, especially in the red zone. Especially in the red zone. You're not going to win this game in Cincinnati with that offense kicking field goals. they got to get touchdowns. And on defense, the Raiders need a pass rush and coverage in this game. The Raiders can not, you know, absolutely, you cannot allow Jamar Chase to have one-on-one coverage. It's just not going to, you know, it's not going to work for the Raiders. The Bengals need to play 
you know, need to play Joe Burrow, man. Joe Burrow needs to play, man, and he's got to stay on his feet. He's banged up. It's that simple. He's got to have time to throw. He's been an electric playmaker when he's been given the time to throw. And even when really given no time, his ability to escape pressure has been somewhat amazing to watch. But, you know, he's taken a lot of hits this season. He limped off the field at the end of Cincy's win over the Chiefs. You know, the Bengals are going to need to rely on their run game at times in this game. You know, which they did in the first Raiders matchup. You know, the Raiders got smoked in that last matchup. 32-13, to you know, against Cincinnati. This That game was in Vegas. Joe Burrow in that game was 20 for 29 for 148 yards and a touchdown. And Joe Mixon had a big game. He rushed for 123 yards and, and, uh, and two touchdowns against uh, the Raiders. And uh, Derek Carr didn't have a bad game, you know, all in all. But Cincinnati had 19 points in the fourth quarter. And that's what did it in that last game, which tells you, man, Vegas is going to have to play four quarters. You can't play three quarters against the Bengals this year. Other years against the Bengals, you can play two quarters and beat them. Not this year. This is different. This isn't your father's Cincinnati Bengals team. This is a tough team. Looking at some numbers here, you know, points scored. Big difference here, really. Tw uh, 27 points a game for Cincinnati, 21, 22 for Vegas. Cincinnati, seventh in the league in points scored. Ram uh, Vegas, 18th. Total yards is close on offense. Uh, Cincinnati's 10th in the league. Vegas is 12th in the league. Passing yards is close. Cincinnati's 7th in the league. Vegas is 6th in the league. Rushing yards, 102 yards rushing for Cincinnati, 23rd in the league. And Vegas is having a hard time running the ball. And that's why it's really up to Derek Carr to do his magic here. Vegas is 28th in the league in rushing yards. Third down conversions, um, Cincinnati is 16th in the league. Vegas is 20, 22nd, and time of possession is real close there, so there's not much of a spread there. Points allowed in favor of Cincinnati. They're 17th in the league, Vegas 26th. Total yards against, uh, Cincinnati is 18th in the league, Vegas is 14th in the league. And passing yards, Cincinnati gives up a lot of passing yards, and that's why Derek Carr, man, you got to be on – this game is all Derek Carr's game, um, you know, if the Raiders, you know, want to win this passing yards uh, against is uh, Cincinnati's 26th in the league. There's, so there's an opportunities there for Vegas and, and Derek Carr to throw the ball. Rushing yards, Cincinnati is rushing yards against. Cincinnati's fifth in the league and Vegas is 19th in the league. This might be the closest game of the day. Um, but, you know, the Bengals are at home and... Um, why not, right? Why not take the Bengals when they're at home? And it's going to be about 34 degrees too, low of 27. So it's going to be cold, you know, and the Raiders are, are used to playing in Vegas, so to speak. And, you know, they also play in the West Coast uh, division there too. So the the West, the uh, AFC West, so they're, they're playing in better weather. But this one's not in such great weather in Cincinnati. But anyway, I'm picking the Bengals to end their playoff drought in this one. Give them a playoff win. Everything's new for the Bengals this year. And I like the Bengals 28-21. to 21.
So that's a wrap. We got through it. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Oh, if you want to check out a couple things, we did a preview before the season started. See how we did. See how we did there. If you go to episode 42 and episode 45, we do a preview uh, of the AFC and NFC. And it's always good sometimes to look, you know, look now and see what the preview was, right? I also have an episode where I had the biggest sports moments, uh, not the biggest sports moments, but the biggest storylines in, in the NFL. So check that one out too. That, that episode's right around those other ones in the 40 range there. This is episode 78. The Fan Man Podcast has been on the air for a year. We got 78 podcasts. We cover everything, football, hockey, college sports, NBA, Major League Baseball, just, just always fun. And uh, if you go to episode 45, I have my Super Bowl prediction in there, and I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, I'll tell you. No, maybe I won't. Go to episode 45 and listen to my Super Bowl prediction. Um, and let's just, I'm just going to say this. I'm not changing it. All right. Thanks a lot, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fan Man Podcast. You can catch the Fan Man Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and most other platforms. Thanks again. Check out the Fan Man Podcast Twitter page at the underscore fan underscore man underscore and tell me what you think.